Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Unsuccess Podcast, a podcast where we talk about faith and ministry here in Portland, Oregon. I'm David Libby. And I am Josh Hawk. And I can't rap. And we are here today with... Um, Wait, two- no, no, no. You get you Before we go... Well, yeah, Matt and McCain are our guests. But you, this is a podcast about yes. rapping, too. We're, we're really good yeah. at this. <laughs> and... If you How guys actually want to talk about rappers, I, I can do that. Yes, yeah, are you are you McCain? I'm That's a McCain over there. He is a rapper, mm-hmm. and Matt is not. No, I just hype. I'm his hype man. He's, oh. Matt's a pretty great hype man. Um, so we're here today with uh, Matt Clark and McKay McGuire, uh, two people. I, I met them like five or six years ago, and um, they're two of your favorite people. Two right? of my favorite people. They're um, they're actually our um, college ministry leaders at my church, and they've oh, it's started your church now, huh? It's my church, and uh, we 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 tried to start a college group. Matt showed up for a while, but it was never going anywhere um, because I was always trying to like keep control of it. But then we actually um, well, that's not why it fell apart. It fell apart because the girl I like showed up with her boyfriend, and I was like, uh. <laughs> "Yeah, that'll do it." Yeah, um, and you had like maybe two other people that two, were super inconsistent. Two, two yeah. people at best. It just it wasn't happening. I don't I don't have a hype person, and also I I really didn't like. I didn't need to be doing it. Like you guys had this passion for it. And so you jumped in. Um, Best line ever, David, it fell apart because the girl I like came with <laughs> right? her boyfriend. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, that's it, a, He wasn't her boyfriend yet. Right. At that point it was just competition. Yeah. 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 That's true. Um, I know that happened to me. There was this girl. So when I was, uh, in youth group, um, it's been over 20 years and I'm still mad. Uh, but it was just like the youth group was me and this other girl, Holly, who I'm sure is listening to this. And, um, Holly, really good friend of mine. And she, um, she was faithfully coming to youth group. I was faithfully coming to youth group. We were super good friends. And she one time came with her boyfriend and I was pissed off. I like, I wanted to be dating her and then they broke up and I was like, great. And then she started dating someone else and bringing him and then they broke up and I was like, great. And then she started dating someone else. And that pattern went on for years and I never did date her. Yeah. It was very cool. That's another episode that we will talk about, you know, like, the church and evangelism and dating and there's um, you could write a whole book on that. There's, there's so much how we'll we'll get to, we'll get to you guys in a bit (laughs) there. Have, have you not seen this though? How many times do people show up with someone who they're dating and have this idea? Like I'm going to save them. Oh, by bringing yeah. them to youth group. That happens yeah. all the dang time. That happens all the time. I thought it's you were going to talk about dating. It's like, such I, a... I'm, I married a woman who I met in youth group. Yeah. Something. Did you really? I did. You married a woman? Well, Are you I, sure? I did. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was 19 when we got married, so she was a teenager when we got married. Yeah. That's... But well, you were, you we were also a group. teenager, right? I was 21, so I was not a <laughs> wow. teenager. Wow. Well, Rob, I know Rob what... in the cradle. I know what clip i'm gonna pull out of this for a meme later <laughs> she was a teenager when we got married josh hawk <laughs> uh, i was not <laughs> so uh matt and mccain tell us a little bit about yourselves you showed up um 
<laughs> you were you were friends before you started coming to church, right? Like oh yeah, our church here. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How did you, how did you two meet and um how did you get involved in doing uh different various kinds of ministry? I think McCann and I's version of the story is a little different, but I'll let McCann tell his first. Um. I guess it it, it started when um I was born, and <laughs> um and basically my my parents decided that the the best chance of survival for me was to send me off to another planet because our planet was dying. Mm. Uh, oh, it's yeah. true. So I crash landed in a farm in, yeah. uh, you know, sort of Midwest Are... America. And and was it Matt's farm? Are you? No. No. No, I didn't come into the scene until like, what, six years later? Are yeah, you... <laughs> but I, I'm going to talk through this six years. Are you Superman or the kid from Brightburn? Because that will mm. completely give me a uh, different um, opinion. I don't you. know what Brightburn is. It sounds irrelevant. It's it's basically Superman if Superman was evil and it's a horror movie. I'm pretty sure DC's done that like five times. Yeah, well, <laughs> someone else did it too. <laughs> All right. Um, no, uh, so I you grew up in Kenton. Um, I used to live in Kenton, and my backyard was... For our out-of-town listeners, that is a neighborhood in North Portland. Sure. Right. We have a, we have a, For all you out of town We listeners. have a ton of out of town listeners. <laughs> um and Matt's backyard is right next to mine. And I was like, hey, mm. that's a kid, and he's right next to me. <laughs> Let's be friends. So tried doing that. Um and he was friends with my sister, because my sister was a little bit older than me. Um and uh I was like four, and I was like, Yeah, I'll be friends with Matt. Um, cause I really, really wanted to be friends with Matt. Um, but I'm pretty sure I, mean, from my perspective, great. I, I was chilling. It's great. Yeah. I think it's important to realize that, uh, the, the age difference between McCann and I, I'm like two and a half years older than him, which right now is fine. You know, 22 yeah. and 20 is like nothing. But when you're like, but when you're teenagers, yeah. When you're like 13 <laughs> yeah. and he's 11, you're like, Ooh, all right. Uh, yeah. So I, I kind of a similar story to how we started this podcast out. Uh, I liked a girl, uh, and ah. it's his sister. Uh, and so like, it's always a girl. Yeah, it's always a girl. And so we hung That's out. Um, did you bring her to youth group to try to save her? No. We were I like, did try to bring McCann to youth group. He was like six. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, that would have been a weird on, youth David, group. David, get Let's your see. head in the game, yeah. man. I, I met her. Hi, I think can it was, I play dodgeball too? It, it was actually technically before I was six. It was like five uh, when I met Mackenzie, McCann's sister. And so... We would hang out, and then she would have to bring over her little brother because she would babysit. And so eventually, because I have two older sisters that would also want to play with Mackenzie, and she's like, do I want to play with this boy, or do I hit the thing? Or do I want to play with, you know, these two older girls? And so she would go and hang out with them. So I was like, I was left with McCann. And my mom was like, you, you should go show him your Lego collection. I'm like, I don't want to, Mom. But I did. <laughs> you know, I had no power at that time, so... Yeah. So you were left with McCain. Um, I was left. Yeah, away. and then for a while, there was uh, a kid. F- uh, so I started going to church because Matt was like, "Hey, I'll let you spend the night if you go to church with me and my family." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Of course, that's my in." Um, so I did that, and then there's this guy named Jared mm. who was Matt's best friend at the time, and uh, I I killed him. Yeah, yeah you dead. needed to muscle him out, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he he's. He's deceased now. Yeah. I, I did, did you did you Rest have peace, your Jared. laser vision at that point? Is that how you did it? 
Uh, no, no. Um, uh, gonna keep yeah. this Superman thing going. I, I so when I was sent Earth, I woke up with um only one extraordinary power, and it was uh to constantly have the Earth revolve <laughs> around me. Just everything revolves around me. Well, you had another. You, you don't get sick. Yeah, yeah. I I never get sick. Yeah. That that that's probably my one actual gift. Yeah. That's it. Is I'm just. I'm sure immune. somewhere in McCann's blood is the cure to COVID. Uh, yeah. Um, I I've, can't remember the last time I've been sick. Do you hear that, Vladimir Putin? Um, I, I know you're developing a cure. Um, the cure is in McCain's blood. So, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think Putin listens to this podcast? I'm sure he does. Well, they, Putin listens to everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Putin, here's my number. Let's talk. Get your people in, in touch with my people, Putin. Um, but yeah, uh, so... That and that's also kind of how I got into uh, faith in Christianity, the religion. Yeah, I was born um, into it, so you know I didn't really have yeah, a full story. My family isn't religious. I mean, like they're all like, "Oh yeah, we believe," but they don't practice, which is fine. I mean, that's you know their choice or whatever. Um, Catholics. But, uh, yeah, my dad was raised Catholic. Uh, I feel like we could talk about Catholics for a while. I hope you don't have a lot of Catholic listeners. Cause... We do. <laughs> well, I'm calling <laughs> you guys like out. Catholics on here, too. Uh... You're fake fans. <laughs> fake fans of God. I'm, yeah. I'm calling you out. Uh, wow. Yeah, uh, me and Matt, particularly not fans of the Catholics. I went to a, a Catholic middle school, um, Holy Cross. Hopefully you don't have people from Holy Cross on here. Hated that school. We do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, well. You're after... calling everyone out. No, it's fine. You had, you had a bad experience. You... Right, so say that. we do have a disclaimer, you know, the, the things of this, po- that are said on this podcast do not necessarily represent yeah. that. No, yeah, you have to say that when McKay and I you're, are on. Oh yeah. We're not going to really care about any organizations no, I, you guys like, have going who, on. Who has a good experience in middle school? Like, well, like, no, I, I, <laughs> so. let, let's, I, I want to clarify something. Holy cross. At least when I went there, I, I can't speak for now was a bad, bad school. It was not good. Uh, so I went to public school, and I was like, cool, public school, whatever, mm. fine. And that's normal public school problems. You know, you have, like, maybe one kid who's like, ah, that gets on my nerves, but that's, like, elementary school, whatever, mm. right? And technically, I went there for fifth and sixth grade, so I was there technically in elementary school, but, like, I feel like fifth grade is so close to middle school. To in middle my school, head, yeah. that's just part of middle school. Um but uh, I was like, okay. I, my mom was like, well, let's take you to private Catholic school. And I was like, cool. These guys are Christians like me. So I should expect mm. Christ-like actions in at mm. least somebody. And I, didn't, I, de- I don't feel like, feel like I ever saw that at one huh. point. Um, uh, every single girl in the class hated my guts. And now there's like one thing to be like, oh, okay, girls in middle school are like boys are icky, but they hated my guts. It's a little different. Mm-hmm. When I say hated my guts, they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I was bullied regularly by three guys, and off and on by others mm-hmm. who would try to be my friends at one point, and then at another point would not be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was homeschooled, um, so you'd think I had no bullies, but it turns out every adult in your life when you're homeschooled is a bully. Mm. Ooh, why aren't yeah. you in public school? Oh, yeah. my kid's Hopefully smarter than any, you. Uh, any people oh, that, that yeah. like homeschool here, because I think homeschool's garbage. There's such an elitism with with schooling. <laughs> yeah, I was a homeschooler. Like it's it's <laughs> of course it's really are. messed up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Josh was homeschooled. I went to public school. Where are we like making factions here yeah, now? 
That's Homeschoolers fine. unite. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, you, I feel okay, like... Josh, do you believe in homeschooling? <laughs> Are you homeschooling your children right now? <laughs> Everybody is right now. <laughs> okay, okay, no, See, I mean, we're like, the superior... Okay. Uh, I was going to say race. That's probably Before not a good thing to say. Before we were living podcast. in a pandemic, were you homeschooling your <laughs> no, children? No, I was not. No. Kids were why, why would yeah. you homeschool? It's such a bad idea. Yeah, yeah I'll there be real. Are good, <laughs> for a caveat, there are very good reasons to homeschool your kids. There are very good reasons to public school your kids. And there are very good reasons to private school your kids. So I'm a firm believer public, that there is not a one-size-fits-all If you education. want to homeschool, you have to do it. Like you have to put in a lot of work because yeah. you can't just be like, oh, you know, we'll just teach them some things. Like you got to put a Go lot on the of computer work. Right, it yeah. becomes Kid. it becomes like a full time job in yeah. itself. Well, and yeah. making sure they get all the activities outside of, you know, the house. Right, very important. Yeah, I was like lucky enough. To social have that. skills. Yeah, yeah. I think right. there's there's. Let's be honest, homeschoolers are weird, right, Matt? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just look at Matt and I and yeah, say yeah. no more. Everyone's weird. Come on. There's it's something true. interesting you said, though, that I kind of want to hang on to. Um, they, that you expected, okay, these yeah. are Christian people. Yeah. And so they're going to be, they're going to be better. They're going to be more Christ-like. And what you find out is that Christian people, a lot of the time, aren't living like Christ. They're, they're jerks. They're awful at, at times. And, and what you find is you you had an especially bad experience, but that doesn't end in middle school. Mm. That that's like a thing forever. So like, is do you think it's extra so in the church, or is it just because like we we notice it more because it's hypocritical, mm. or do you think? Well, it's... I feel like why I I feel like part of why I noticed it there, I guess, was because uh, uh because I I was experiencing all this. And um, some other stuff, like, for example, mass is mandatory when you mm. go to Holy Cross, or I'm assuming most Catholic private schools. Uh, so Wednesday morning... Or liberal arts Christian universities. Yeah. Um, Wednesday mornings, you have to go to mass. But it's yeah. it, it wasn't church, it was mass, which is kind of different. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I went to, like, church with, like, Matt and his family, there was like, oh, you know, this is this God that loves you, and it was presented in a way where I could understand and it was interesting to me, but mass is mass for everybody. There's, it's not different if you're a kid or you're an adult and it was horribly boring and it was like, you know, these and thous and such. And why would I ever be interested in that as you know, a kid? Um, and it, it sort of grew this resentment for, Mm. for the idea of faith and religion and Christianity um, so I don't really, I, I feel like for a little bit there, I was like, yeah, I just don't think I'm a Christian because I hated it. Um, wow. because it, I was in this, I was like depressed and I had to go to like therapy and counseling. Um, and math, like church at this point was so boring to me mm-hmm. because that was now my expectation of it was mm-hmm. mass and I hated it. Um, yeah, so, I don't have a problem with Catholics. I have a problem with Catholicism. I guess, yeah. Not nine Catholics times out people. of ten, when you see somebody's like, oh, I hate the church, I hate God, it's like, oh, like, what church did you grow up in? Oh, the Catholic church. Yeah. Every single time. Sure. And, well, like, yeah. what's the deal with, like, praying to other people besides God? Or, like, <laughs> saints and stuff. That's you know? not just... very Jerry Seinfeld. What's the deal? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, like... Uh, David, give us your best Jerry Seinfeld that impression. That was my best. No, 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 give it. <laughs> What's the deal? No, I got it. All right, Josh, do Costanza. 
I can see it wasn't going anywhere. I, I think I would I, say Kramer, but I feel like that's a poor choice now. Uh, I, yeah. I would guess um, too soon. Probably a lot of that comes down to um, a, I'm trying not to stereotype here and put everyone in one group, but the um, weaker religion. A lot. <laughs> wow. Um, they're weaker. A lot of Catholicism isn't weak. Remember they had a whole empire. A <laughs> lot that? of my um, friends who grew up Catholic grew up in in very like uh, rule oriented churches, and mm. um, so it like. That that kind of stuff, depending on how it's presented and how it comes across, right. can be very traumatizing. It can. Like if I, um, if I think there's an important thing to be said for um, the the laws that God gives and the and the justice that God cares about. Like if you look throughout the Old Testament, there's a lot of rules, and that's because God cares about some things for us. But if I was preaching and all I was ever doing was saying, this is what God wants you to do. Do this. Don't do this. Do this. Don't do this. Um, you wouldn't really catch much of a God of love in that, right? right. You wouldn't catch a God that wants a relationship with you. You'd catch a God that's a finger pointing, uh, yeah. angry parent. And well, that like the, the, there's and that, there's and that, a balance there that doesn't And that happens happen. in Catholic churches and Protestant yeah. churches oh, yeah. too. Yeah, at, alike. And, that's what, like, there's, I, for me personally, I think my uh, my perspective on the Catholic Church has really shifted and changed over the last decade specifically as I've entered into, like, real relationships with practicing Catholics who are, like, phenomenal human beings mm. and where then you're able to talk about them, like, hey, what's that thing about, like, praying to other people? What's that about? And you're like, well, it's not actually praying to them. What's you're, the like, deal? praying through them and and you can kind of theologically start to unpack it but but it comes i think it comes back to that relational connection and um and uh, uh um and experiences you know like that's that's really um well really and another important. interesting thing is you guys got really antsy when we called out the catholics but any catholic no. listeners like oh yeah no no, Catholic yeah, yeah. Awful. well, and, and <laughs> honestly, like when when people call out Christians in the church, yeah. I do that because yeah. I'm like, yeah, but like I would say at least half of the biggest names in Christianity over the past like 200 years have said some awful things in oh, the yeah. name of God. Yeah. And and so like if someone leaves the church, like I'm devastated, but I get it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like I understand, I'm I'm hurt, and I I hope they come back because I think that the church and that God has the greatest hope for someone in life. And yet, I I I understand where like I had a I had a friend who um her her oh man I forgot the story exactly, but like her her <laughs> somehow her her parents got divorced and like the the church leaders got together and like made them leave like kicked them out mm. of the church basically and i know someone who uh got pregnant in youth group and a couple of the elders were like kick her out of the youth group mm. christians yeah. like that yeah, i'm yeah. like no you are like in in someone's time of need a, 
uh, agree with them or not, if they're going through the most devastating thing of their entire life, embrace mm. them. Like, yeah. don't don't just boot them out because they followed your rule wrong. Like, that's yeah. crazy. No, me. yeah, you guys that's are absolutely crazy. right. It's that's... it's when religion is a strict rule yeah. in your household or in your church. That's when people get turned off from yeah you know. and and someone's probably listening and has like the catholic church but you know. there, well there and there's plenty of nuance there there's plenty of uh what ifs that someone could say well what if someone's a pedophile won't you kick him out yeah but um but there's I'm like they're gonna love them in that i won't well you're gonna <laughs> matt, matt is a strong moral code that's probably by, the worst kind of people well no jesus by, still loves everybody by, oh jesus still loves them jesus loves i mean Hitler. i do Matt's not <laughs> still jesus. like by mind scratching but for me i i'd uh be more alongside matt here but <laughs> it's like here's, the most ADD here's what ever. i nah i listened back to the one with Stephen dilworth and that oh, was oh, that was pretty God. All over the place, too. Stephen Dilworth. Please put us on with Stephen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I think with uh, with something like that, um, love in that case means you need to turn your life around. And that means, like, go to a place, get help, be away from people, and don't ever be near kids again. Like, there's, like, love means... You you need to stay over here. Love for kids means they need to be over here. You like may need to be in a facility for a few years. Type of, like there's there's <laughs> yeah I'm, yeah. I don't yeah. think people there's... a lot of people outside the church understand that that kind of love. They think love is like oh you just got to be fully mm. and completely accepting all the time. It's like no, there's some situations where you got to be like hey. Sometimes that's... love is pretty brutal and that's yeah. there yeah. there's a mm. um there's a thing there um we I again, I have a friend who um someone on the pastoral staff. This is I probably shouldn't talk about this, but I'm gonna um like ended up going to prison because of um having like child porn and the church leadership said cut off all contact with this person and i'm not sure that i could go that far i do think that the prison time was was good like i think <laughs> i think that needed to happen um i don't know that restoration can happen of any kind if you just say Hmm. No one ever visit this person anymore, um, and so the, it's, it's 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 a hard situation, yeah. and there's a lot of gray in all of it's it. It's messy. It's... Yeah, my opinion is not based off Jesus's morals at all. <laughs> Jesus would be like, "Yeah, go love on that guy. Don't cut him off." But for me, I'm like, I don't. Now nah, you had child pornography. You're you're garbage. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying like, I think Jesus would cut him off for a ton, like like, or at least pull them away from. Normal fellowship. I don't know. It's it's right. really hard to know. I can here. see Josh being. Oh, like, you're trying to bring oh, us we're back. About what we think Jesus would do. Well, that's a, well yeah, wasn't Mary like 14? So it's really, I mean, the the definition. <laughs> it was a different time. She was a teenager. Oh, full he circle. was not. Yeah. Um, all right. So when when David invited you guys on the podcast, he said like we talk about like <laughs> Jesusy stuff, and and one of the things that's really kind of enticing about about you guys and the college group that you lead and, and facilitate and are part of is that this college group's not a group full of Christians. 
Um, but you've got a lot of agnostics or some agnostics and some atheists there. And so like what, let's talk about that for a little bit. Like how, how is, is the, the, the church or Christians and then you representing the church and facilitating this college group that meets in a church. And why are atheists coming to a Bible study? Well, yeah. I'll, <laughs> let, I'll let McCann rant about that because that's more of his area. But oh, I'll yeah. say this. When you guys first oh, yeah. said, like, because you messaged us and you're like, hey, how are you doing this? How are you reaching both Christians and atheists and agnostics? And I was like, it's not really a difference. They're just people. What do you right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that. It's um, like so often um you you talk about you being very morally black and white but i don't i don't really see that with you because a lot of uh christian friends that i have like really seem to demonize atheists oh i don't think i'm morally black and white only when it comes to pedophiles sure they're sure. garbage okay they're okay. scum <laughs> yeah. they get no forgiveness from me um i i yeah like we're catholics <laughs> <laughs> What's the no. difference? <laughs> I, you know what? A thousand points to anyone who makes it all the way through this episode. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why that's kind of like a joke about Catholic priests, right? <laughs> it happens. I mean, that's, that's a not thing. Wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can have to put a disclaimer, but, like an actual disclaimer. At nah, the <laughs> nah. If you've experienced abuse. No, to I'm be sorry. To be real, this is probably from any... a Catholic. This degree. is not the most intense episode yeah. we've had. We've we've had quite a few uh, people on that have said some things that shock even me. <laughs> um, McKeon, yeah, why are we reaching so atheists so well? You're in a you're in a Bible study with um, agnostics with atheists who are who are coming because they love the group and they they mm. even love the discussion. the The Discord server you run is. Uh, fascinating stuff going on. Mm. People, yeah. <laughs> Our Discord server is something else. Um, but uh, it's great. But, but I'll, I'll talk about that. And okay, I guess the the first thing, which I feel like is gonna sound bad, and I'm gonna say it because I like that it sounds bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't mean it literally. I guess. Uh, I, I think the reason we have like agnostics and atheists like that is because. Jesus isn't necessarily the focus of the group, mm -hmm. which sounds bad. When you're like, what? A, a Christian group <laughs> organization that, that does not center itself on Jesus? That's not the case. Obviously, we think about that in every decision we make. But you got to realize, why on God's green earth would a hard committed atheist ever want to go to something that was completely devoted to Jesus, which like obviously is is the goal, right? But we need we need to like that. That's not our job, I guess. You know, there are other places for that. You go to church on Sunday for that. You know, for a time that's like dedicated where we're just we're just gonna talk about God. You know, but like that doesn't because we're not sort of stuck to how things should go or have gone for in quotations for a really long time, you know, um, we can just kind of do whatever, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Um, honestly, we do a lot of games and that's okay. Uh, we, we pretty much do like youth group stuff because when you're like just getting into college and stuff like that, I think it's really important in a world that's constantly telling you, you need to grow up and be an adult to have a place where you don't need to be an adult. 
and yeah, you can I, just kind of cut loose. I had one guy from our college group tell me, like, because uh, he hadn't been showing up for a while. I was like, why haven't you been showing up? You know, we miss you. And he's like, uh, it's just, it just seems so childish to me. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are. Well, if that's are. not something you're into, yeah, I totally. guess you wouldn't like we it. We are. And, like, we have other opportunities and stuff where we don't where we're not childish you know and like obviously during our regular nights when we had regular nights we, there were games but we also had like a 30 minute devotional you know or, or a lesson and we still put time and thought into planning lessons and you know planning ahead on lessons and doing series of lessons and stuff like that but we also put like a lot of thought into how are we going to keep people entertained you know yeah um what games are we going to play how do we keep things fresh and new, so they're not playing the same thing over and over again. Um, food. Everybody likes food, no matter what you believe in. Well, you gotta yeah. eat. And it's a lot of subtle manipulation. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, almost, it's, almost like, it's almost like when, when you got a dog. You know, yeah. when you got a dog, and you need to get, you need to get him to take that medicine. So you, yeah. just, you just slip it in with, with some food, you know, or, or some peanut butter. We, you just slide it in there. We had a big... Uh, My parents did that with me all the time. Yeah, yeah. we had a big, like competition right where that's how we phrase it is a competition who can make the best grilled cheese sandwich yeah. best day um, by the way best freaking day oh yeah <laughs> it was great and, and it was to raise money for our group um but we kind of tricked our group into coming on sunday morning yep. listening to our worship service listening to our pastor preach coming down serving the community and mm -hmm. this body of christ yeah. All because we said, well, it's a competition to see who can make the best grilled cheese all, all because I was like, I don't think you can make a better grilled cheese yeah. than me. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but but yeah. yeah, so it, it's it, it kind of manipulation, but you just have to, <laughs> you got to sneak it in there. You got to slip the Jesus in there. They don't need to know that the Jesus is getting to them. But you think about it, like, even though we put so much work into this sort of childish or immature things where we're doing fun stuff or whatever, the, those Monday nights was probably some of the only times that these people were going to hear about God at all. And, he, and if it's for 30 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, so be it. That's better than not at all, right? Yeah, I think the hope is 10 years down the line when they're depressed in their day-to-day -day job, and they're like, yeah. man, I miss those times. But that was Jesus! Wait a Wait. second! Gosh, oh, will I you look at that? I can tell you stories. Just this last week, I had a couple encounters like that where, you know, with people who I what is Jesus to them, you know, a decade ago. And then like, they find themselves in, in a bummer time, you know, mm -hmm. or just like grasping for something and like, Oh uh, yeah, there's something there. Um, go, I, I want to kind of circle back a little bit to, to some of the things probably Matt that you were, you were sharing. Um, but our, our experience with church, many of us have, have, Probably most, I think most Americans have had some experience with, with church, probably the vast majority yeah. on some level. And what at least I have discovered and I, I've read some, most atheists are actually wounded theists. Yeah. And this is when you look at Darwin himself, Darwin was like, mm -hmm. he, there's a wounded, the, there's wounds that he experienced from God and from the church, or at least from what he perceived as God. <coughs> Um, and so to begin to rewrite that, that narrative, um, for, for people, and that, that's not manipulation. That's just like being real and that's being authentic yeah. and that's saying, Hey, like 
you've had a bad experience or yeah, there are some people in the name of Jesus who do some really ridiculous things. And, um, and so that's your exposure to Jesus. And let me introduce you to a, a, a different way. And that's rooted not in shoving this, this, the Bible or not in shoving this, this doctrine down people's throats, but it's rooted in loving each other and, and rooted in real relationship where like, I want to come to this group because I like Matt and McCann, you know? And, and so there's well, this... they like McCann, not Matt. But... Uh, contrary Probably to popular true. belief, they like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I think, I think part of it is like we, we as a leadership team, at least me and Matt, when we were kind of figuring out how we wanted to do things and stuff, uh, we're kind of okay with realizing that we don't need to like, I don't say openly, but we don't need to just be blatantly like talking about God all the time. And like by just being Mm -hmm. good people, which is what God wants us to do already by loving people. Like we Mm -hmm. can be positive examples of Christians for people that have this pre diagnosed idea of Christians as what they've grown up with or what they've been burned by, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we don't need to like exactly we don't need to, to be the ones that are doing those whole like 180 life changing gospels. Yeah. But like well, we can just try and heal those wounds and get people to a point where they're open to even going to a church service at yeah. some point, you know? And that was probably easier for McCann. For me, growing up in the church, mm-hmm. that idea that had to take like a huge shift. Like I, yeah. I went through a period of just depression. So I was like, wait, we're having a group in this church that's not technically, like, I think we have it uh, a firm foundation in Christ, but that doesn't mean it's always the main focus, and I was like, that just, that's not how church does it, and so Mm. I think, like, like you said earlier, like, that's something a lot of churches want to do, they want to reach atheists, it just takes an entire mindset change. They're just not prepared to do what it takes to actually get to it, because they're, they're so stuck that Jesus has to be everything, and we're not saying that he's not or whatever, that Jesus isn't important, but, like, that's not going to be enticing. When you make, um, and and this was something I experienced, you know, like, when I talk about when I was in middle school, when when religion isn't a choice, Mm -hmm. when it's something that's being forced Mm -hmm. on you, when you show up and you're like, this is what you're going to hear about, and you're going to hear about it, like... It, it it's not enticing, you know? Like, it's like homework. It, yeah. it becomes work or labor. It's not something I want to do. I don't want to listen to Jesus anymore. It's something that I just have to do because I'm assigned to do it. But, like, when we're like, hey, we're going to do this stuff, and there's also going to be, like, Jesus, and, like, yeah, you might have to sit through it, but hopefully at one point you'll want to actually listen to it, and maybe they'll take it to heart, and maybe they'll take certain pieces of it to heart or whatever, even if they don't, you know? like. Yeah. If if we did this for the until the day we died, and yeah. we got one person, mm-hmm. that's good enough. Yeah. That's good enough for well, me. And it's time for me to go on a Protestant rant now. So <laughs> most complaints the Protestant Church has on Catholics is they're too steeped in human tradition. Oh, well, yeah. that's not in the Bible. That's not good. 
everything you do on Sunday morning is is human tradition. Oh, it's, that's the, it's <laughs> your entire yeah. how you organize things. Everything yeah. that the Protestants do is because they're like, hey, we're gonna go move somewhere else because we don't want to be the Catholics, and yeah. we're gonna start our own traditions. Yeah. They did exactly Ch- what they did, just Ch- somewhere else. Church like, to you is Sunday morning singing and then listening to a guy talk for like thirty yeah. minutes, uh, and if he talks over thirty minutes, you're out of there. That that's not church. And that's Lord the- forbid. It's right. not on Sunday morning. That's the one thing Catholics have going for them is their sermons are like eight minutes long. Yeah, yeah that's because everything else is like <laughs> right. an hour long. Yeah, <laughs> right. If if you've heard of um, George Barna, he's the guy that does like, uh, and Barna Group does a lot of um, uh, the research and whatnot into um, Christians and Christian traditions and culture and whatnot. But he wrote a book um, with someone else called Pagan Christianity. Mm. And this book looks at basically every single type of thing that we do in a normal church service and and whatnot. And almost all of them are based in old pagan traditions. Like, mm-hmm. so when we say, and he's not saying like what we do is bad, but he's saying we need to shift our language and say, um, mm. when we talk about our church as being like the first Christians, <laughs> that's just completely wrong. Like everything we do is based on pagan traditions and that's, that's okay because it's, it's foundation is Jesus, but we, we can't be fighting this fight of this way to do church is the right way because. Yeah. Well, okay. First of all, Pagans did everything. Like the, right. every (laughs) time I hear something, they're like, Oh yeah, the pagans did that first. Yeah, of course they did. They They did everything. Yeah. But, uh, that that idea that like um, yeah, I, I, I well, hate it, that. it's something that, that we could never we could never say this to to a lot of the people at our college age group, uh, right? Because then yeah. they'd be like, because then it'd kind of scare them. But what we're doing is church. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. like really, when you think about it, we've changed the time mm-hmm. to a Monday night instead of Sunday morning, and instead of like mingling and drinking coffee, like we just play youth group games well and instead of singing worship songs we literally play around with each other like like we shoot each other with nerf guns which sounds which which is you know obviously whatever childish immature i don't care i've i've spent so much time trying to defend myself for being mature i don't even care (laughs) no um but uh, well but some people like you you some people bring in a switch and play smash brothers before or, or people are who want to be more mature, they're mm-hmm. bringing in 7-Eleven and oh, just eating together yeah. and talking. I'm going to plug yeah. something that I'm not even involved with. Check out Satellite Gaming for you gamers out oh, there. Oh, Satellite Gaming yeah. is rad. Uh, that's that's so more for, for the youth group age. But um, really awesome organization. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, you could still volunteer. Awesome organization. Yeah. Uh, the guy who leads it, his name is Jamie Lou Harris, mm-hmm. an amazing man. I served at camp with him two years in a row now, yeah. and I fell in love with him the first day of the first year. He, he looked at this marginalized group of gamers These and he was gamers. like he was like you know what this marginalized group of <laughs> well, gamers. like there's nothing yeah. there for them you know yeah. it's true how does, it's true how like, does your how does the church reach out to like people that are like i just want to go play call of duty oh you know? i know ban it ban, ban any it. game with guns in it yeah ban bad it. evil yeah. no um, you you're not allowed to play you it. can't play call of duty well, that's and his idea was like okay so you got clubs for like the singers for the jocks Literally everyone plays video games. Yeah, that's true. Some video yeah. game. Why yeah. isn't there a like even if an even if you're a jock, you probably play Madden or something. Two yeah. K. Yeah. I know tons of people that play two K. Candy yeah. Crush. 
Candy Crush. All right, anyways, moving <laughs> yeah. on from that as yeah, quickly as possible. You're a 60-year-old <laughs> mom. <laughs> Like God but, loves them too, but really we yeah. talk about Jesus just as much as David does on Sunday yeah. or Josh does on Sunday, really. Uh, yeah. Well, and here's what I I keep um, affirming you with because everything you're saying here is um, like as I hear it, I'm like if if we're if we believe that Jesus is the hope of the world, if we believe that God is the biggest hope to the world, um, then it doesn't take um, real, actual manipulation and trickery mm. to mm. bring that hope to someone. Yeah. What yeah. you find, and Josh found this recently, he's talked about this with his neighbor, is that um, she just lost her husband um, and didn't know where to turn, but had a relationship with Josh because they're neighbors, and um, Josh has been able to speak into her life. It's been, it's like these things sometimes take a long time, but God and works in people's lives through things like the work you're doing. And right McCain, now. you said something, you said like, um, even if, or no matter what, like it, so our relationship with people cannot be dependent on getting them saved. And, and I think this is now like poo pooing on the Protestant tradition. Um, I think with our <laughs> with our emphasis on evangelism, we have made everybody a pet project. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I am to love yeah. my neighbor until they come to church or so that they become they come to church, you know, and like no matter what happens, our call to love is is still there. And so I'm going to invite you. I'm going to love you. Um, I'm going to like want to be a part of your life, not so that you will come to church, not so that you will experience a relationship with Jesus. Although I, I hope for that. Um, that's not like my relationship with you is not dependent on that. And yeah, for you, for the Christians out there who like, they say like they make a defense for not mingling with unbelievers. I do not respect you. Yeah, no. <laughs> and it's like, and, and obviously as Christians, like we want to spread the gospel. Yeah. I, I would never deny that. But when you when you make that everything, you lose sight of just not being a bad person. Mm-hmm. Like, just be nice. Right. And like, you get, like, I feel like it's so easy to get caught up in like, oh, I need to spread the word of gospel or I need to get this person to come to where I am or come yeah. to church or come to Jesus. And I need them to stop living how they're living. And maybe I'm going to do something, but that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. Not the, just because I should do the, it the because it's with, the right thing to do. The problem with that too is, like you guys were talking about earlier, their definition of church. Cause it's like, well, cause then you start thinking like, well, I can't, I can't go play Dungeons and Dragons with them. Cause Dungeons and Dragons is evil. I, I can't that, make witchcraft. this incredible organization about video games. Cause video games are evil. They're violent. Like uh, I can't celebrate Christmas because it's a pagan tradition. Uh, like, like when your definition of church is all the do's and don'ts, then right. your mm. definition of evangelism is, I need to get this person to do the right things yeah. and stop doing the Can wrong things. I also thing. just right. say, if you're a Christian and you think that Dungeons and Dragons is bad, I do not respect you as a person. <laughs> yeah. you, you are an idiot. I grew I, up, I'll say that. I you grew are just up a in dumb the, person. You're probably also a hypocrite with any, like, anything. Oh, guaranteed. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. I was... It's <laughs> seeped in biblical like examples, yeah. but literally is a, it's just D&D. It, Lord of the Rings is D&D. They literally had a lawsuit Tolkien, because Tolkien thought know. that D&D was too similar. <laughs> yeah. 
Tolkien, I think Satan influenced Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We grew and up. And that Narnia, that I, Narnia C.S. crap. Lewis? Like, oh, oh man. Lewis Have you and even Tolkin seen the like, kind of stuff they do ex- in Harry yeah. Potter? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on Twilight either. Oh, <laughs> oh God, well, no. okay, that one um, might be. No, here's <laughs> the. Yeah. Um, I grew up, I was born in 84, and I grew up in the 90s, and it was, it was the, like, height of. Um, Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering are evil and they're gonna yeah. um, send you even like I was playing um, Dragon Ball Z the trading card game back <laughs> when that was a thing with yeah. my friend and his dad came in and went on like a rant I'm like my friend Tim who I'm sure is listening to this also I haven't talked to him in like 25 years but he <laughs> um he was like he went on a I rant think. for like half an hour because of the Dragon Ball Z card game. Yeah. I like, Don't. there's just the, it's this, it's this like culture is scary Yeah. and against God, but we're not going to actually see what is happening see, here or being said here. Satan like, is crafty because he uses <laughs> Pokemon too. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? That Satan endorses also calls it the Pokemon. idea of yeah. evolution, which disproves God. Right. How dare you? <laughs> I, Pokey, have you seen how yeah. satanic I, Pikachu looks? They indoctrinate <laughs> our children with just how cute they are. It, yeah. it tricks them it's in. Deception, I remember man. I was, I think it was my first year here. I had a, I have this um, card game called Evolution and you, you looked at it and you were like, you're a weird kind of pastor, right? <laughs> and I, I was like, I like it. Uh, Cause you were saying it kind of serious. And I was like, Oh, if you saw what was on my bookshelf right now. Well, <laughs> there's no doubt that David is a weird kind of pastor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Slash uh, um, a sinner and leading people to hell well, in a lot of people's so, minds. So McCann said he doesn't respect people that think D&D is evil. I'm a little different. If you think D&D is evil, that's okay. If you are morally consistent, yeah. everything is evil. Lord of the Rings, like he said, Harry Potter, Minecraft, I guess- Pokemon, everything. But if you are like, I don't even have a computer in my house. So. I feel like there's no. <laughs> I, I guess, but in my mind, I feel like there's no way that you could be consistent well, because there's D and D has influenced so many pop culture things. You just get rid of your TV, radio, computer. You read pop culture is the Amish. devil too. Yeah, okay, Kane. if you read Do- you read you James can... Dobson's novels only. Yeah, uh, if you're Amish and you only read the Bible. Yeah, and you actually do Dobson not might be evil too. Anything, <laughs> then sure. Then sure you're not an idiot. He was great until he became political. It's, yeah, ah, dude, ah. it's fun. Yeah, that was that was. <laughs> what, his, what, what is what is it with these guys trying to be political? Celebrities should celebrities not be political. Need to they be have quiet. no place to tell right. me how I should vote. His, Come on, man. His pivot, Stick to acting. His pivot, like twenty years ago, like hurt me a lot. Um, Those people are also dumb. But anyway, you think um, that actors I, should stick to acting and not use their platform. It's like they think everyone's a character and they, they have one ago? role in right. life. You, yeah. you get to do one thing and that's it. If you think that because uh, celebrities <laughs> are celebrities, they don't get the right to have an opinion, you're dumb. Yeah. Or, or the people that are like the kneeling thing, right? The kneeling right. during the NFL. I don't care your opinion. Think it's wrong, think it's right. But the, the people that are like it's not just the NFL, man. It, well, yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that shit but, sailed a long time ago. But the, but the people that were like, oh, this isn't okay. Yeah, like footballers, <laughs> they're there to play football. And they're football there for my like, entertainment. Yeah. How dare they it's do like, a peaceful tr- Basically, true. what I'm gathering right. is that everything and everyone is dumb. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm actually kind of following, though. You're like... Um, this, this crazy taking a thing and making it really one dimensional, uh, like yeah, yeah. Uh, is, 
is wrong. And that I think um, that yeah. that sort of goes back to how Christians view culture yeah. and how people view Christians. We make everything every, very one dimensional. I also think that's why it's really easy for me that to connect to like people <laughs> that are like that that aren't in the church. Yeah. Because we're totally cool with being like, yeah, no, Christians are dumb. Well, or, or these Christian or this thing that that Christians do yeah. makes no sense, or that's really bad. Like, I don't know, the Catholic Empire <laughs> was really bad, and I'm okay with saying that. Yeah. And I think it was horrible. And I'll trash on the Catholic Empire all day, every day. I, yeah, and I wanted to mention this earlier. The um, uh, that never mind. I, I forget. I, it's. But but just so like, filled with rage. <laughs> but just being able to to be like, yeah, no, these Christians are really dumb, or this thing that Christians did is mm. really bad, and Christians won't admit that it's bad, uh-huh. but that's bad. Yeah. Like being mm. able to say that lets people who have been burned by the church be like, okay, yeah. these guys get it. Yeah, mm. and, you know. And McCann and I have been able to poke fun too at the Bible because, like, McCann did a whole series, uh, was, like when we first started the, the college group, where he just went and found the most ridiculous oh, stories. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I, I ended up teaching a lesson on April 1st, and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna do just, I'm just gonna tell a bunch of stories from the Bible that are either just really funny stories from the Bible or the greatest pranks mm. that God or people from the mm. Bible has ever pulled. Because Jesus was a like prankster. Like the, Jesus the and God 52, um, the she-bears that killed the 52 kids. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, that. Yeah. Or uh, fox arson. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Samson tied all those yeah. foxes the, together. The talking the donkey. The talking donkey. So good. When Jesus was like, Love hey, I want the sword that disappeared in the yeah. guy. The, yeah. When, uh, mm-hmm. when Jesus was like, hey, I want a fig from that tree. And then it didn't <laughs> give him one, and so he killed it. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, or when there was a kid listening to, like, Peter, I think, and he fell asleep in the window oh. and fell down, died. An axe, yeah. And then Peter's like, nah, it's okay, guys. He's not dead. And just brought him back <laughs> casually. Or, or the, the classic example of, hey, hey, Peter, come out on the water. And then, ha, ha, you can't swim. <laughs> yeah. And Peter's like, ah, oh, help me. And God's like, ha, you don't have any faith. And Dummy. Did did anyone think you were making any of those up? Because sometimes when mm-hmm. I read some stories in the Bible, I'm like, what the? I mean, maybe, <laughs> like, maybe they thought I was making those up, but like, now they're there. If I was, prove me wrong. Yeah. Go look it up. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or uh, or let's not forget the greatest prank of all. Oh no, guys, I'm dead. Three days later. Yeah. Psych. Gotcha. <laughs> no, I'm not. So great. That's what Jesus died on March 29th. 8th, 29th. 29th. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was resurrection. All, it, that was. It was all an April Fool's joke. It was. It was, it was just a joke. prank, bro. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, so God's a prankster, and we are just puppets. Now nah, that's We're, so great. There's cameras everywhere, guys, and God's just waiting to laugh at us next. That's so great. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it. I just think it's so great what you're doing, and I think um, the what what you're putting together it does take, like you said, Matt, a very big shift of mm. focused and mm-hmm. and shift of mindset to think. Um, games and a bit of a chat about God and hanging out from you've, you've been there from like 3 PM to midnight before just, just hanging. We also don't have an end time. No, and it's great. Me and Matt do a really good job of just being available, Mm -hmm. which is really important to people who have been like burned by the church, whatever, and feel like they don't have a place to go. Mm -hmm. 
because like me and Matt have done a really good job, at least before we weren't legally allowed to meet and stuff like that, of just like yeah. being there and just like no matter what, we kept the doors open. And really, we were just like, we don't really, we're not going to send you guys home. Like when you guys are like tired and we're like, okay, we're done, then we're done. But if you guys are like, we still want to hang out, we'll hang out with you. And like church is great and all, but like not a lot of people will want to like stand around and just talk forever and then be really awkward. Nah. But like, I would totally hang out with somebody if it meant like we were like playing a board game together. Cause that's like actually hanging out with somebody mm. or, um, shooting nerf guns or playing dodgeball mm. or whatever mm. um so like we also get closer with people that way yeah like i would yeah. so much and yeah. and that's because how i know that is because that's what i'd rather do i oh, would yeah. so much rather play a game with somebody and get closer to them through that than just standing around and like doing that awkward hey how's your week been clarence right ah they're, Go they're, Atlantics. They're good, people, good name you pulled out yeah, there, yeah. Clarence. There I, I people, thought of somebody that definitely wasn't in our church. <laughs> we do have some listeners listener named Clarence. So Ooh, probably just a Clarence. Yeah, I'm calling you out, Clarence. All right, Clarence, if you're listening, please. I, I'm begging you. Tell me how your week was. Find, find me somehow, some way, <laughs> and I will talk to you about how your McCain week was. McCain actually does care. C- Clarence, you're the only man. You the only one. Uh, yeah, well... I don't. Oh, I mean, Matt's in rage over there, right? There are people that wouldn't associate with each other in our group, right? There, there's mm. like, there's just people that are so mm. vastly different, but they've actually been able to hold conversations because mm. it's not just awkwardly standing yeah. around. Right. It's like if anything, they can talk about the stuff that we're doing or the games that we're yeah. playing it's, or the yeah. stuff that we have played or done. It is uh. only an icebreaker. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it just gets people and talking. Like, Even if they knows, hate each other, nobody wants talking. to play an icebreaker mm. game. If you think icebreaker games are good, hmm. they're not. <laughs> yeah. they, they serve a purpose. Yes, yeah. I'm not going to deny that. But nobody enjoys them. No. no. Like, just play a game. Yeah. Just an actual full-on game. Commit time to it. Put effort into it. And like, yeah. people will have fun. And then because they're having fun together, that's a shared experience mm. that they can bond over. Well, and Even if they have nothing else in common. What's so great with the hangout time? Um, there, There's a couple of things. First of all, when I, when I went to college, like... What we had in the in the dorms was a downstairs hang area, and we'd stay there till like four a.m. a lot of nights. And I can't really tell you too much yeah. what happened in classes. I've got notes, yeah. but but those times have hung with me for years and years and years. They were the best freaking mm-hmm. times. And you don't have that if you live at home, but commute to school. But you guys have been able to provide that for. Huh our people is a, is a hang area, which is an important part of college. And the second thing I would say is that in a world where, um, and, and actually in a college group like yours, where people disagree on things like masks and distancing, people disagree on things like black lives matter. People disagree on things like LGBTQ people disagree on things like God. Um, somehow, you found a way to bridge a gap and see the humanity in people that, um, that like we in the world tend to have such a hard time doing lately. Like there's you, you have been able to have discussions that we can't get St. John's Christian church to have. And Josh can't get St. John's Wesleyan church to have Mm. you. You've been able to talk to people and meet people who you firmly disagree with and hang with them because you do things like play games and because you do things like hang out and, 
And that makes the uh, Bible studies a whole lot richer. Mm-hmm. Heck, I mean, and the even, discussions a even whole like lot me richer. and Matt disagree on a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we probably have very different opinions on many things mm-hmm. that are serious topics and or like political uh-huh. things. David and I agree on everything. We wow. do not. That's weird. <laughs> we we um, agree on like we're the more discussions sh- we have on this podcast, the more I'm like, boy, well, we we we're look, we're okay, both okay. David's opinion about. What was he saying? He supports Hitler or something? That I disagree with entirely. Yeah, yeah that was really wow. shocking. I hated when he said that. Yeah, that wow. was like, I mean, I respect I you as a person, saying, but like that. I was saying his art. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, and there was one time where Josh actually just went on a little like, actually, Hitler didn't do anything wrong. So wow. Like, uh, actually, did you, did. did you, have you seen Hitler's art? Because it's pretty bad. Oh, it, well, okay. <laughs> it's, it's better than what I could do. Better than what I sure. could do. Anyways, not the point. What I was saying was uh, <laughs> Hitler, Hitler's small potatoes compared to, was it the, um, okay. Oh, well, I just watched it. Captain America, the, um, Red Skull, Hydra? Yes. Hydra? Thank you. Oh, that's because Hydra was designed to be super Nazis. That's true. Right. Which, the, yeah, Hitler's small potatoes in the, larger plan for hydra yeah i mean i uh, if, you, if you watch the movie uh red skull like brings in nazis and well, he's like right. even red skull is like no i'll kill these nazis and i'm gonna kill hitler well yeah. and that's so weird the world of like that world because like hitler's really not a big deal in that world yeah. no you cause, have because he exists he existed though because the nazi party was a thing well yeah but and hydra like, was just yeah. like we're so much better than you we're like you but cooler like at, at that point what do you like not cool who cares sorry who cares <laughs> who cares about that short little man over there yeah. like we've got yeah. superhumans over here have you here. seen that guy's face it's literally a bright red skull yeah he will <laughs> kill you and he would but anyways what do you mean he he will yeah and he's I mean, the Red Skull is actually like still because Red Skull he's is alive? Agent Today? Smith. So that's true. He'll yeah. Elrond. Elrond. No, I don't too. trust him yeah. for a second. That's true. Um, but uh, <laughs> but like me and Matt disagree a lot. In, in our group, like just bridges a lot of gaps. Like people that would hate each other normally uh-huh. are able yeah. to hang out. My ex girlfriend hmm. was going to that college age group, who uh-huh. hates me and probably rightfully so hates me. But like, oh, absolutely! I would never interact with her if I had the choice. But because she went to that group, we would still play games together yeah. sometimes. Yeah, like that That's... is incredible. Horribly awkward. Oh, but yeah. the fact that that even happened—a fun thing like, to poke at, though. Oh yeah, it's oh, true. So I, I think you know, like, although I never would, but watching other people poke at it is really fun because other people will poke at it for me. That—that's really really good and insightful like finding things finding the common things that seem mundane things like playing a game or and i think this is why food is so popular you know like and portland we live in you know the foodiest city and and so food and drink like they become something that we can bond over you know or like or coffee i can talk to somebody about coffee and the notes of coffee and we can go on a coffee tour and like we've absolutely nothing in common maybe we vote completely different but we need to go on a coffee tour but yeah it's really cool i don't um, like coffee yeah no, no, I, so i, I, I think coffee tastes garbage yeah, you too yeah, yeah. David likes yeah, coffee. David, likes David coffee, but has not... pre-ground coffee yeah. in a can that he drank this morning. So I have zero respect yeah. for him. You, you get pre-ground I mean, coffee. Are, I don't respect the you. fact that you guys are like dependent on coffee in the I'm first not, place. I'm oh, not dependent. I'm I've not. given it up. It's it's. I I, mean, I can go like months the idea that coffee. people literally get like yeah. sweats and migraines and stuff from not drinking coffee. I'm like, why would I ever want to be on that? No. Like, I would never want that. You know what? You're dependent on water. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, so you're, I addicted, I you're be, addicted to water. Why would I want to be dependent on more things? Water <laughs> is required to live, bro. Do you know what, what water makes? Ooh. Coffee. No, coffee beans so, like coffee. Okay, I, I Water's do wanna, just water. I do <laughs> want to mention about the, the actual topic at hand. I don't think churches are ever going to be able to do what McKenna and no. I are doing. No, uh, I agree. At least not anytime soon. Because we have... In, not in the too way weak. that we... Because but they're wait, too weak. You, if you're hearing you this, just I said think you're weak. McCain, yeah. I'm going to push back because McCain's just said that you are a church. So, yeah. snap. Oh, well... But we could never admit that. No, because if well, we admit that, well, then the people I, that don't think... Then, like, the people that are going because they don't think we're church would leave. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the we people could never who call believe ourselves Sunday church. morning is, is church. Yeah, church yeah. Um you you don't have the creative freedom that McCann yeah. and I have, yeah. and you can't. It's not a leadership problem. In fact, this is a, a Protestant rant part two. Uh, it, you I, need to start letting your pastors have more freedom. Yeah, I feel like leadership often tries to do things outside of the normal structure mm-hmm. of church, and everybody's like, God, I just hate this. Eight well, freaking men. Yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, let's have a service. But get this, guys. It's outside. You lose like five members. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Ooh, well, ridiculous. and here's here's <laughs> something that I just thought of, and I don't know why I hadn't thought of it. Um, so all throughout First Corinthians, uh, Paul is ripping into the people. Um, you know, he likes the Corinthian church, but he kind of tears into them for like dividing lines and keeping people out. Mm. And I'm eating too much at the Lord's supper and not giving it to other people, and. Um, and he says in another time, um, if you have something wrong with your brother, don't take the Lord's Supper yet. Like, make up what you were talking about in your group. Like, you do that. If there's if there's problems, you deal with them. Having been a pastor for quite a few years and grown our church from 100 to 50, because um, I'm really good at what I do, <laughs> um, I... No, I can tell you, if people get mad, they leave. And we've had a bunch of people, we've had people from your church, Josh, come to ours because they got mad at you. And we, there, there are people who have gone to five churches in the time that I've been here. If you get mad, you leave instead of working it out. And that is just not biblical, in it, in the way that it's done a lot of times. Sometimes it is. Like, sometimes it's necessary. And honestly, like, sometimes it's necessary for the leadership of the church to let someone go. Like, I feel like there's a like, lot of times where there's, like, people have left. I'm like, you know, I'm not mad about that. Well, they need well no, and I mean, and I mean, sometimes you need to. And I'm not going to I'm not going to disparage people for leaving. We left a church when I was growing up because, like, it blew this conversation over like who's allowed in the kitchen and what kind of music we're going to have. Like there, there, there was kind of a strong arming, um, that made us leave. And it was, um, it was painful, but I don't disparage people for leaving. What I'm saying is I don't think the effort to like, um, to reconcile happens very often in the church. I Mm. don't think Mm. the effort is put out very much. And I actually put myself in this group because sometimes I just piss people off and they leave. And I, in my mind, I'm like, well, good riddance. They're gone. And, and I shouldn't do that. And I don't know if it's just because you guys are one of the only, um, 
uh, spots in town where a gathering like yours is happening, or if it's because you just kind of inherently try to make amends pretty well. I know I've talked with both of you about um, issues, and you seem to really want to make well, amends quickly. And part of it and is that's like good. our group is, is really tight-knit. Sure. Um, because a lot of us have relationships already built with each other going into it. Like maybe not uh, in, maybe not everybody has uh, relationships going in, but like some of them, not even positive. Some of them, not even positive, Uh, (laughs) but like, but like for most people, like I've been friends with them for a long time, or at least some amount of time before them coming, or they've been friends with somebody else that has been coming. I I think you're boring, Josh. He's on his phone right now. Yeah. Well, that's kind of weird. Um, but, uh, but like, Rude. so because it's not just like a family or whatever, it's not just like numbers of people yeah. that, that we're looking at. It's like, oh, this person who I know and is my yeah. friend yeah, yeah, yeah. is going through distress and is thinking about cutting themselves off from the rest of their friends. So that's like an issue, you know, and that's something we want to deal with. So like when we have people that are like, oh, we want to leave like, uh, over the course of, of the whole quarantine like we had somebody who was like yeah like i feel like i just i i can't come back you know like i i have to go which is fine and you know that that's their decision um but like that'll hit the leadership like really hard because that was the first time that somebody was just like i need to leave this isn't something that can be fixed like at least not right away and like i i just i just can't you know painful and so, like, yeah. we all got super depressed about that. Because we're like, dang, like, yeah. how can we be, like, serving, like, mm-hmm. God yeah. or whatever if we can't even, like, yeah. care and, for people, and, you know? And that feeling, though, is pretty biblical. What, what is it? Yeah. In Corinthians, you know, when one part of the body hurts, the rest hurt. Yeah. When yeah. they left, we were like, yeah, we feel that. Well, yeah. Well, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you felt that and you cared. And, it, it was and tough I think like, sometimes in churches, you don't have that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not even a desire to reconcile. And I feel like a lot of times, like, when when people are like, oh, I'm leaving because of this issue, it's really easy for people to be like, uh, no, I don't see that. Or mm-hmm. that's unreasonable. Or that's not a thing. Right. Or that's... You know, something that this person blew out of proportion, but like when this person was like, Oh, you know, I need to leave because of X, Y, and Z, we were like, yeah. dang, like I can understand yeah. why they're hurt by that. And I can understand that that was hurtful and that was wrong. And I agree. How can, how can we be better? Mm-hmm. You know? And like when that person did, like three of us reached out and were like, We're so sorry. How can we be better? And they're like, Well, you know, you could try by doing this stuff, but really, this isn't something that can be fixed right away. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. yeah, there might be ways for, for you guys to try and improve in the future to make sure this doesn't happen again. But like, I don't know if and when I'm going to come back, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that, that was something that was hard for us all to cope with, I guess. Wow. So, something that you guys shared, um, going back to scripture or the church, the, just to be able to admit that like, Oh yeah. Some, sometimes there's some, there's some hard stuff or there's some weird stuff or yeah. Like we messed up. Um, one of the things that I'm learning personally is just learning how not to be defensive, you know, about Mm -hmm. things. And I, I think when I look at a culture right now and we live like 
our culture is like increasingly polarizing like every day. Um, and it doesn't matter what it is, whether I don't it's know what you're talking about. Whether Everyone's it's red and blue, or black and, and white, there the churches. Is no way that our country is dividing itself right, right now. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Whether Everyone's it's Protestant right Catholics, like we used to. I've been working so hard to bring the Catholics and Protestants together, and now all over the last hour, all of that has just been undone. <laughs> oh yeah, um, no that that needs to be though. Yeah. Well, we have we have Catholics <laughs> in our divisiveness. Group. Yeah, we, we do have Catholics, and in they our group. agree they're all awful. They? Yeah, but. So this I mean, div- listen, this- the Crusades, that's on you, Catholics. <laughs> and if you think the Crusades were cool, you're wrong. Any, anyone who defends the Crusades, we need Protestants, to have a talk. too, because if you look at our family tree, like it's yeah. before the Protestant Catholic divide. So. Well, but, you know, we're different because we acknowledge that it was bad and we left. <laughs> right. So, you know, we're, we're different. Wow. So here's I, I, I wrote this. Um, I had this thought earlier today. That was um, sarcasm. <laughs> The, the the quote coming out you take it out of context what you get um but it so it feels like right right now and it feels like often you look at the history you know um there's such there's such an emphasis on being right and i think this is the the church is full of this religion is is full of this we emphasize being right and so then trying to make sure we align ourselves with the party or the group that comes out on top that wins in the end like you don't want to be uh, a member of the confederate party you know like mm-hmm. you you would have if, if, if they if, if robert be, e lee would have won i hate you um <laughs> but you wanted to be on the side of the north uh, like net now we we can do that we're like no we and so then you've got the south trying to justify everything you know and like oh wait wait no we're we're gonna kind of change things you want to be on the winning side you want to be on the side that's right um and so but this prevents this prevents true relationships um and i think the real truth of the gospel to come through when we when we focus on being right over being with each other um and what whatever whatever that might be it's like i am so when i become so focused on the fact that my way is the right way and if you don't agree with me then that that relationship has to go away um there are some things that may maybe that becomes the cross that or the the sword that you fall on you know um but there should be very few of those to say, I am, I'm, I want to be right, or I need to be right more than I, I want to be in relationship with you. Um, and that, man, especially as Christians, that should, oh, that should haunt us. Um, and that we should like be very, I think, be very concerned, be very careful. Um, in the stances that we make to say it's more important for me to be right than for me to be in relationship with you. Yeah. Those things should be a lot more few and far between than I think we, um, we tend to. And that's what like, you know, as, as I hear, I've never full disclosure. I've never been in the, um, or I've never, uh, visited the college group, um, yet. We invited him like twenty times, but he always said that he like ah, it's too childish for me, too mature. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But but it's there's this this culture that you've been able to facilitate um, that 
that is not as much about having to be right as it is just being together. Um, and I, I think that's a lesson that the church, what I think amazes me about it and, and where we got to close pretty quick. Um, but what I think blows me away is I was a very like arrogant black and white sort of thinker in college. And I know Josh was too. We went to college together. I don't know um, what you're talking about. And yeah. And, and (laughs) I was never in the rug room with you, David, but I was in classes with you and you don't remember those classes. I remember them very well. Um, most of us were pretty, pretty black and white thinkers. And I know that, um, you guys probably are in a lot of ways, but you're, you're also finding ways to, um, Mm. build bridges, even when it's, um, like at a certain point, Matt kind of brought this up the other day and I I really liked what he's saying, but we've kind of crossed because I feel like at a certain Mm. point, um, like it it was very easy for us to be like, yeah, Matt is a very black and white thinker. And and I feel like I really wasn't, you know, And I feel like there is a certain point, maybe uh, recently or in the past, where we were kind of around the same way and somewhere in the middle. And I feel like uh, almost as time's going on, I feel like I've almost been getting more, I don't see advices, but but black and white in, in my thinking. Um, and Matt's been getting uh, less and, been and humbled more towards yeah. a gray area where like, you know, almost now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay. You know, if you think you should fly the Confederate flag, I don't respect you as a person, which I don't. But like, that's a very black and white thought, right? Mm. Um, or and Matt says you sh- you should. No, I said <laughs> if one of our college group members wants to fly the Confederate flag, I disagree with them. But does that mean I have to openly and actively say I don't respect you as a person? Mm. And I think that's what a lot of churches do. They're like, well this teenage girl is pregnant, we have to Kick leave her. her. Yeah. And and it, that's one that anyone can look at and be like, oh yeah, that's ridiculous. But it could be so far as like, you have a racist in your group and it's like, that's right. awful and I disagree with you entirely. But what if we're also called to love that person? Yeah. Right. Their- yes. and, and, that's, and that's the thing about the pregnancy. Like, I, I understand where the dude came from. I think he's mm-hmm. wrong, but he was like, we don't want to encourage our other youth that um, the church will just come behind you and support you be- and, and endorse this kind of um, act. And I was like, I, I get that. But at the same time, like, we got to be the church here. Yeah. And, and so um, it's a, I, it, I, it, I these are that. really, these are really hard conversations well, that y'all yeah. are having. And, and I'm, I'm thinking like, or, and I'm seeing that the church is swinging really far in the opposite direction. So mm-hmm. like, you know, 60 years ago, it would have been very easy for you to look at like, Somebody that's like, I don't like black people in my church and be like, yeah, okay, I agree with them. And now people are trying to be like, well, let's get away from that. Mm-hmm. Let's kick out the racists. Like, well, no, we got to like. Yeah. And so that's where like, we like, maybe we have people that are like that in the college age group or that like, um, I don't want to say, I, I guess, yeah, I, maybe people like that in the college age group. They're like, oh, you know, like I don't support the Black Lives Matter movement or like, I think the Black Lives Matter movement is bad. And I think that like the, um, like policing of like protests and stuff like that is good and we should be supporting the police that are that are like trying to shut down these protests and stuff like that there are people like that that are in the world or or whatever and like i've been saying like i feel like i've almost been getting more black and white where i'm like Hmm. i strongly disagree with that opinion and will openly disagree with that opinion because i think it's a garbage opinion um which is true it is true 
um, like I think that I I do think that's a garbage opinion that that probably won't change. Um, like the people that are like, oh man, you know, like these protesters and whatever, like it's real shame what's happening to them. But but I'm scared for our police. I'm not. The police have like tear gas and rubber bullets and stuff, and are like have government support. Protesters do not in a country that is not designed to support people changing how the government works. Um, and so I feel like that's where maybe um, Matt has been getting, I would say more open-minded, but more open-minded and, and like accepting of other people's opinions, not necessarily agreeing with them, but being comfortable with people having other people's mm, opinions. Sure. Mm. And I've been getting mm. more radical almost in like, I feel like that's horrible so how do you, and you shouldn't think so that. So how do you guys then um, uh, hold tight to your convictions? Because I think that's that's like the, the, the difficulty of ministry in whatever you do. Mm. Um, I know I've had that. It, um, like, it's a very long story, but like I was driven into such a deep depression that I started having like, regular suicidal thoughts and whatnot because mm -hmm. of not like I was holding in mm. my convictions, almost like hiding them um, for the sake of the church um, instead of being honest, but also pastoral, like, like you're going to be pastoring people that have different opinions to you than you and have different convictions than you. How do you be honest with your convictions, but also, um, uh, a, a good pastor to people like, um, how have, how have you guys dealt with that? And I know you're not, you're not going to have the right answer. Cause no, no, oh, I does. do. I do. Okay. I feel like I also have the right answer. I don't, I don't think anyone does. Um, well, <laughs> I think most churches, church Christians, I guess, lean towards, um, instead of holding tight to your convictions, loosening them, loosening your grips and, and just being more accepting. I disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, I think you should hold tighter to your convictions, uh, but then accept that other people just have different opinions. Yeah, and you don't need to force your convictions on other people. Yeah. I feel like, um, like most things, um, and I, I feel like this is a, a very good rule to apply to most things, just in life in general. Um, I'm a math guy. I'm a math major. Sick. Fun fact. Um, so, so I like to think about things kind of almost in a logical way or, or mathematically. Right? Averages. Averages are a really good way to get solid answers. When you want to look at like what really, like when you were like, okay, what what's you know the average temperature for a place? You know, you got taken all the different temperatures, but then you're like, all right, this is generally the right answer. Um, so I feel like you almost have to do that with with like opinions. Um, so like when we're in a leadership team, right, and we we all have our different opinions or convictions, you know, and, uh, and whatever, what we put out to, to our group has to be something in the middle, because I feel like that's closer to, I don't want to say the correct answer, but the correct answer of, we need to kind of take all of our thoughts and just boil them down into, into one concise answer. And I feel like we try to do that a lot. And I feel like we do that well of everybody's kind of tries to put in their, their voice and in their, uh, their thoughts and their opinions on, on matters. And yeah, typically we, we can get out a 
answer that would generally represent what the leadership team believes, but is also not a bad answer. We we can we do that a lot, but there are moments where our convictions are very very strong, and we can't boil them down to mm-hmm. to a middle ground. And so in those situations, I think we've done a really good job of breeding a, an environment of I can say, hey, you know, I think racism is bad, mm-hmm. and another person in our group could say, I think racism is good. And we just kind of leave it in the air and we're like, well, you know, my opinion and you know, his opinion. Yeah. And in like, yeah, that kind of leaves things unresolved, I guess. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like if somebody is like, yeah, I think, like, yeah, I'm, I'm openly a racist. Like if somebody is able to admit, yes, I'm racist. I feel like it's, you're not changing that opinion. See, I'm going to push back a little bit. Like, I, I think that we actually agree on a lot more. Cause so you're using these, these polarizations, like, it's no longer about racism or not because people against the black lives movement don't, they're not racist. They still actually care about people, no matter what the color of your skin. And so like, let's actually, there's a starting point there. And so instead of this compromise and say like, Oh, well, I guess whatever, you know, like it's, it's learning to dig deeper. And I think Mm -hmm. that's what, as we, but, but that happens in the, in the context of a relationship, you know, like if, if you say, oh, I hate the color purple, or oh, I love the color purple, like it, um, then... The movie? The no, movie. So, okay. But, uh, but also, we can talk about this if we're in relationship. You know, if I'm just blasting it on social media, then then we're not in relationship and we're just arguing with each other. But like if you and I sit down, or if Matt and I sit down over a good cup of coffee, mm-hmm. you know, then we can actually like discuss things and we can come to a resolution and we realize, wow, we actually both love all people, you know? Um, and, and, and so there's, yeah, I, but it, that, that takes work. It's uncomfortable at times. Um, yeah. Well, McCann supports the black lives matter movement. Mm. I don't, but what McCann and I agree on is racism is bad. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. people matter. Yeah. It's, I, it's... I guess I don't know if we agree on this. I think the all lives matter movement, isn't a movement. No, we it, we that, agree on that. That's, that's stupid. That's a piece that of garbage. Is, it's bogus. If you believe in the All Lives Matter I, movement, I did appreciate though. Th- this is what I I appreciated. Um, my my brother in law actually said like, if you push back on the All Lives movement or all not not movement, if you push back on All Lives Matter by saying black or no only Black Lives Matter, then like you're actually going against the movement. Yeah, of the black but lives I don't matter. think that's ever so, been the way to push back against. All Lives Matter. The The way to push back against All Lives Matter has never been, well, only Black Lives Matter, because that's never been the case. Yeah. It's always been, how can you, how, how can you start, a, what's the purpose of the All Lives Matter movement? It started as a counter As a middle movement. finger to uh, what, what, that, that's not a, That's not yeah. a movement. Yeah. yeah. That's just trying to <laughs> invalidate someone counter else's. Counter-protest and counter-movement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that, like, going back to the Black Lives Matter, you know, like, so... McCain's for it. You're against it. Yeah. I mean, that may be too black and white, but, um, but you, how you agree that yeah. no racism is wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and so we're going to have different expressions of that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we can agree with, with all of that. And yeah. Circling back a little bit more, talking about the color purple. If you, if your favorite color is purple, <laughs> I guarantee you, she's a good color. I guarantee you. McCain doesn't respect me. You avidly, aggressively think that purple is the best color 
everybody who I've met That's that think that true. has their favorite color is purple aggressively <laughs> thinks that purple is the best. That's color. actually true. That's a that's that's like a pineapple on pizza level. Like yeah. you you it's it's you like nothing will, you will seen fight before. that fight it's to the grave. I've ever seen before. Like you will only tolerate the color <laughs> purple so sometimes. It, it's crazy. Like That's so um, true. we have a friend Rainin and Victor favorite colors are purple. They would never tolerate like like my favorite color is green. Oh, uh-uh. blue guy. Yeah. But I revel, I laugh, and I find so much joy in the fact that if, if one day I get married and I make them best men, mm-hmm. I get to make them wear green ties if I want them yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, you can. You and can. that, oh, it's just so beautiful. That to make, just to make a purple so lover, joy. to make a purple lover wear anything else. That's, and and tell them you're wearing this because funny. this is a better color. That's funny. I'd never thought of that before, but purple lovers really like they they it's go insane. down hard. It's insane. Um yeah, I so I I'll close here by saying I remember when I took Old Testament theology in seminary, we talked about how um a lot of theology they ten, uh tends to be uh my professor called it like a like you, you put your theology down and it goes down this conveyor belt to the other people. And so you're like giving them what to believe or whatnot. And he said, what we really need to be doing is uh, thinking of it like a round table where everyone's got a voice at the table and we're all coming together and we're coming with our convictions and our beliefs, but we're, we're listening. We're here. We're a part of it. People are at the table, not just like watching there, but really around the table together. And I feel like that's what you've built. And I just just in this conversation here where we've had a lot of um, comparisons and and disagreement, but good conversation like that's what I Mm. think the church Mm. really needs. And that's what I I just so admire about the two of you and what um, happens in the in the college group and what's Mm. so hard to build in churches today and so it's mm. um it's mm. it's pretty powerful what what y'all are doing and um I've, yeah. I've been really impressed with both of you you all are more important than what i believe yeah yeah that's that's really really good um so, so unless you're a pedophile <laughs> or a catholic <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> um so i what would you say a thousand points for anybody who who actually makes it through this episode i think because no, it's an <laughs> extra long episode it's too. a great episode <laughs> i think it's like Everything five thousand points where we talk ends up so much longer than it needs it's to be so five thousand points for those who you are the gold standard it winner. was it was so and good though no i think i think i think our record so far is the one with gus Kroll. i think that was over two hours that was was it I played D and D with that man. Yeah, that was yeah. Fun. He we actually met him. He was the. Does first. he listen to our podcast? Uh, I he Gus, listened. If you're listening, um, he listened DM, once he, and then came no, on. PM, not DM. PM, uh, David and yeah, yeah. Get yeah. your if, get your hey, five thousand. Hey, hey, and then you can hey, DM get sometime your, with get your five thousand uh, points. I've got some postcards yeah. at home. I'll write five thousand points on one of the postcards and send them to you. If um, speaking of a guy that I disagree with on almost everything, yeah. but we can still play D&D <laughs> yeah, together. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's an opinionated guy, but yeah. he um, he really wanted a D&D group, and I was like, I know one of those. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's a 
He's a good... He's one of the funniest people I've ever known. Just he was. Like, it, it was really fun because he, when we did play, he just had this kind of like fresh energy that yeah. nobody else had. Like he was yeah, like, like best. there's like sharks and everybody else is like scared of these sharks or whatever. He's like, I want to ride the shark <laughs> and I want to try and tame it and make it attack the other sharks for me. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Go for it. You crazy so man. Um, yeah. If, if you, uh, if you D and D with him again, ask him about when, we went karaoke together. Oh yeah. That's how we, that's how we met. We went to do karaoke once and then, um, that's cool. Just ask yeah. him what Josh did. Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture somewhere. Uh, yeah. Like, but... so just to, just to put it out there. Um, it was right. It was right after your accident. You had one of those, uh, peg leg sort of, um, uh, crutches for your, that you wear on your knee and you got up, you were doing what was the song? Don't stop. Don't believing. stop believing. You Ooh. get up. He he gets up with his peg leg and s- sort of starts shaking around. Everyone's a little nervous, and he's like, "All right, everyone, get up!" And he rips off his shirt, and uh, um, he's got this like gold cross necklace that's swinging around, shirtless with his peg leg, and starts ripping into "Don't Start Be- Don't Stop Believing." It was. Don't start oh, believing. What, what don't a dramatic start, difference. Don't start believing. What a dramatic difference in a song. Also, I've also gone shirtless karaoke. Have you? So, yeah. We, oh, amazing. We, we do karaoke nights at our college age group slash youth group, and those so are rad. also a lot of fun. Um, so rad. The, some of the ones at the college age group have been especially fun because the college age group just has so much more freedom than any other group uh-huh. in our church, period, um, I feel. And, uh, and so we could do a lot more, like Matt going shirtless. Yeah. There's yeah. still a stain on the carpet from when I shredded open a can of soda and sprayed it over the judges. Yeah, uh, he went shirtless and then <laughs> tried to shotgun a can of soda and failed. <laughs> Amazing. So good. Um, so you guys have anything to um, plug, anything to talk about, anything you're doing? You've If you're Catholic, uh, my email address is matticlark1155 at gmail.com. Message me and I'll fight you. Uh uh, Matt, Matt does like to debate a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like if, if you if you just want to debate, I hate debating. Josh loves it. Um, but if you if you just want to talk with someone and have like a healthy pushback, Matt really likes that. Yeah. yeah. If you've made it this far, um, find me on social media and uh, and message me. And <laughs> you won't because you won't be able to spell his name. Oh God, no. Um, McCain uh, McGuire. Good luck. <laughs> But <laughs> but if you can find me, you had me. At we'll, home. Have a, we'll have a good conversation. <laughs> I'll be your best friend. Um, and uh, as far as where you can find us and what we're doing, we have a Discord server. That's true. Um, but it's kind of just the college groups. Yeah, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to get to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if you want to play like uh, games with us over Discord, because that's kind of what we're doing right now, because we can't meet in person, that's yeah. where we're doing it. It's if true. You, uh, it's it's funny. The the church in general has opened up a lot. Like when I've done Jackbox games online, sometimes there'll be a couple of friends from the East coast, yep. some church people, yeah. some and, uh, and doing same... stuff online has given, has, I oh, feel like a so lot of people rad. see it as a restriction, but really it's forced us to evolve. I want to say in such a way that everybody could, but never thought of before. Yeah. It's not an obstacle. Yeah. It's definitely an um, opportunity. And you have yeah. to push a lot harder. Like there's, there's so much more work that goes into, okay, so what should we do and how should we do it and why? Yeah. Like, uh, but, oh, but gosh. anyways, uh, you can find <laughs> us on our Discord server. If you want to know how to get there and, um, what other stuff we're doing in the North Portland area, we have a YouTube channel. 
the mm. called out ones. That's uh, the name of our college age group. I think the right now it's ones. just a green picture with the letter T. Yeah, we, we've <laughs> not gotten a profile picture yet, but there's videos there. There are videos there yeah. about us um, and what we're doing and doing crazy shenanigans. It's a cross, Matt. Oh, it's a yeah. cross. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but we do crazy shenanigans and make uh, really weird update videos about what we're doing. And, uh, we're also going to be the future pastor and youth pastor of... Uh, yeah, that's true. Basically, we're like Josh and David, but we're fun and actually interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. And successful. So um, if Josh you're in, and David 2.0. If yeah. you're into that, you know, if you're into the, the newest and latest the, models... Ooh, I would like. I would like you... I don't know if there's a... Is there like a comment section on on your? There your... can be. Sure. Okay. Well, I want to hear who you think is Josh and who you think is David, because that's a little bit of a debate. We've kind of gone back and forth. Uh, uh, I, I I am currently still at Matt is David and I am Josh. See, I'm, but... I'm the opposite. But yeah. I, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Josh pisses off a lot more people than I do, but I do piss off a lot of people. I don't know. Um, I mean, that could, that that could be either, either way. <laughs> yeah. we, we've upset a lot of people in our we've, time. Yeah. We've we've made quite with, a few with people mad with like our things. Catholics are the worst. We've upset a lot of people. No, Basically, what I just heard is that Catholics Matt McCain both want to be me. That's fine. I <laughs> I don't. Matt and McCain both think that they're me. So. Yeah, that's fine. They can they can be you. I, I just I don't know. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm not outgoing. I'm so anxious like, and depressed most of the time, and I'm like, who would want to be me? So <laughs> see, it's but Matt's anxious and depressed yeah, most of the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Matt, Matt's yeah. always. I'm I'm the light of Matt's life. Yeah. I'm the upper. You know. <laughs> so um, that's normally how the dynamic goes. If I'm ever depressed, the whole dynamic gets thrown no, off. It's awful. And, and me and Matt literally have to stop everything and fix it because it just doesn't work. Oh, that the be dynamic it, it doesn't work that yeah. way. No. No, that that's at least if I'm that's nightmarish. Too depressed to function normally. Yeah, that yeah. shifts to where I'm the positive one, and it's like I, I can't. It really... feels awkward. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm not built for this. Yeah, so it, it just the like I said, the dynamic gets thrown off. Um, so but good. you know who isn't depressed? I guess now. Even our goodbye is long. Yeah. This is like the whole podcast length. I just love saying it. Goodbye. Yeah, I love it. We we talk so too much. Like we need we, okay we are th- this is something that is coming up we're coming out with our own show we don't know what it's gonna be called yet uh, it's gonna be great it's though it's gonna be called the unsuccess podcast no, 2.0 no, yeah. no, no our will be the, the successful, successful podcast, podcast. <laughs> what's uh what's great though is this will probably have more listeners than most of our episode because hey, like, we're in our fourth season the college students and Whatever parents and crap are gonna listen to it wow <laughs> it's uh, true but season two was like three episodes <laughs> All right. To, to I mean, I can out. make four seasons if I make four episodes. <laughs> yeah, Josh. Um, to well, send us out, Josh is gonna do his uh, what? What is it? George Costanza. Oh yeah, he's impression. gonna do his George Costanza impression in three, two, one, go. Look at my hands. From the hand model, right? Oh yeah. Is that, is yeah. That I, I mean, made a hand model. No, I, hand I model only was... know the one line of He's... I was in the pool. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> That's why you wanted me. I was me. in the pool. Oh, it was cold. Shout um, out to Jenna. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're listening, Jenna, that's Wait. the second oh, time no, you've no, referenced no, no, you no, no. Here it is. Podcast. Jerk store. <laughs> oh, okay. Jerk store called and they're running out of you. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go. That was that was something. All right, Matt, do Kramer. All right. Do you want me to go on a racial tirade? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your choice. Whatever it takes, man. Do whatever. I mean, if you want me to. You're, you're just doing the character. I'll say I um, uh, I was I was pretty um, shocked and and 
proud of him for when they did the reunion on Curb Your Enthusiasm that he like poked fun at his mm-hmm. own thing. And yeah, I, I was like, go you. Like I, I, I I've feel seen him like in interviews that that's a man that's mourning what he did. Yeah. yeah he regrets yeah. it. So, you know, that's good he, that he regrets he it. He regretted it hard. But, and but I was, bad. I'm like, good. Yeah. You, you should full have. circle back <laughs> to where we started before we were even recording. Why is Shaq representing Papa John's now? What's up with that? I don't understand. It's called What's money. What's the deal? But does Papa John's have that money? So here's the thing. Uh, Papa no, Shaq needs the money. I mean, Shaq might need the money, but he's in everything. Um, like, TNT. Papa John's got canceled, right? Because Papa John... Papa did... John got canceled. Papa John got canceled because he John was Schnauer. a bad person. Was Shaq the new Papa John's? Pretty much. He, he's their new spokesperson now. Hmm. Um, Is he going to be on the pizza box? That's what I, I don't know. know. They need to do a rename. But... I love but like Papa, Papa John's but is like, like my nobody favorite goes to Papa John's anymore because Papa John's wasn't good enough. No, it was always so good. Papa John's. Oh, is don't get me no, started, man. No, but here's the thing: like the Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A can be like homophobic, and people will still go to Chick Fil A because Chick Fil A is good enough to where people that hate homophobes will even be like, "Man, I, I really like Chick Fil A." Papa John's is my favorite pizza, it is man. Not here's great. what here's what it's I'll throw out enough. there. It's it just not good. good I'm gonna throw out this yeah. idea. I have a I have a Genesis Mini at home and i hacked it so that i can put any game i want on there too so i've got basically a little retro gaming box at my house i'm gonna throw out there when this covid is over we get papa john's and play shack fu mm-hmm. i'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm oh okay. terrible game but, uh, you had me at papa john's too. if you're in the north portland is there, area is there a new shack fu am i Louis. out of the loop the closest oh, papa man, john's is no, it's coming back louis pizza and catering is coming back that's the best have you had louis pizza and catering i used to work at this little pizza place in in like by my house no I it didn't. is it was like hands three down, blocks from my house and i never had it, it, it hands down the best pizza i've ever had that's something McCain and i agree on best pizza. the best pizza i ever had is i it? swear it got what? it got shut down because they because they got new landlords the rent went up but they're coming back yeah, it's shut down like three times to come back with yeah new names, but it's so. coming back now it used to be nicola's and then that got shut down and I then think that c- got split wait louis yeah, was it, nicola's yeah so i went to Lu- nicola's louis and his brother ran nicola's and then they got an argument so they split and then Louis opened because, Louis. Uh, did, did Louis have calzones? Yes. Because that was Nicola's. Like that was the ideal yeah. to get the yeah, calzone. We, we, it was like the have, size of my head. Yeah, no, we we did calzones. Calzones were great. We did giant calzones. Uh pasta. I worked there for like two technically, years. Technically, you might still work there. Uh, technically, they never fired me. Fun fact. <laughs> they just never gave me hours and then they shut down. Hey McCain, um, but do yeah. you know where I used to work? Where? Papa John's. Uh <laughs> see. It's true. For see, three years. Papa John's. Yeah. It's just not good enough. Well, but, thanks, y'all. Well, sure. thanks y'all for being on. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this <laughs> up here. Um, uh, but thanks thanks for coming on, y'all. Um, and for the Unsuccessful Podcast, I'm David and I'm Josh. And I'm Matt. we'll see you next time. I'm John. Uh, Papa, Papa John. Papa John. Uh, Papa I'm McCain. John if, it may, if you want me to actually say my name, oh, wait. They, you should make them do it. Them do what? Mm, 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 mm. Do the outro song? Is there an outro song? I've yeah, never listened to the unsuccess podcast. I'm whatever, and I'm whatever. For the unsuccess podcast, I'm McCann. He's McCann, and that's Matt. <laughs> and outro song now. Is, is there a is there a song we're supposed to follow? Yeah.